Welcome to another Pennsylvania Policy Podcast. I'm Chuck Nichols. I'm here with my co-host Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus. And today, I have to say it's a sad day in the Commonwealth. The, one of the things that really drives me nuts as a, as a citizen and as a voter and as we come upon this election season, you just can't help but think about that. It's when somebody takes a position on something and then they just flip-flop and flip-flop and flip-flop and you, you think you're voting for someone or you're supporting somebody that, that stands for something and then when they change their position on a whim, it, it, it makes no sense. Now, the House tried to vote to override the governor's veto of a bill yesterday that would have allowed local municipalities, the, the school boards, the, the local area to determine how many people could safely be at sporting events for high school sports and, and local events. Originally, this bill passed with an overwhelming majority in both the House and the Senate, and the governor vetoed it. And so we said, hey, let's take another crack at this. What happened in there, Jason? It infuriated me. Just talk to me. Uh, well, 24 House Democrats decided they were going to act like they were on vacation and get their flip-flops out and uh, decided to go back on their vote. This was, you know, for how much Democrats like to lecture Republicans on being, quote-unquote, political with our coronavirus response, uh, which I think is an unfair criticism because we've stood up for families and small businesses and those people who have been forgotten by, by, by King Governor Tom Wolf uh, in his, his handling his of His excellency. This, yes, uh, his excellency, the governor. Uh, in in their this, this their coronavirus response, uh, basically said, you know, we're going to side with our governor and with our political party more than we are with the constituents that we stood with when we first voted for this bill. Um, it's really no different than 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 saying I was for it before I was against it. Uh, it the, but the, but the bill didn't change. There was no amendments. There was no changes. It is literally a uh, cave to political pressure, which I'm sure was immense. Uh, some one one Democrat member said uh, they they read the bill again and it thought it did more than it did the first time, uh, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, the House Minority Leader Frank Dermody said merely because the governor vetoed it and he is the Democrat leader, he is not going to vote for the bill or he was not did not vote for the bill. Uh, it doesn't get any more political than that. Uh, the the number of excuses out there were as numerous as the the, the number of Democrats who flipped on their vote, which is twenty four of them. Um, you know, over the last seven, six months, almost seven months, uh, Republicans have uh, worked in a bipartisan manner with their House colleagues to pass legislation to uh, help restaurants and and uh, and bars, to uh, help families and 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 schools and students, uh, help real estate agents, legal professionals, all of these people who have been impacted by Governor Tom Wolf's uh, unilateral, overbroad, and onerous shutdowns, even even me mechanisms he calls draconian, but doesn't do anything to reverse. Uh, meanwhile, the governor yesterday said those things are, our efforts are meaningless. Uh, meaningless to stand up for families, meaningless to stand up for uh, restaurants and bars and taverns. Uh, and keep in mind, uh, these restaurants, bars, and taverns also have employees, and those employees cannot work if their restaurants are not open. 
you know, so that's that's been the heart of our coronavirus response. And 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 really, yesterday you had 24 House Democrats who said, you know what, I'm going to be more interested in playing political games than listening to my constituents, hearing what they have to say. I'm more interested in standing up for my governor than I am for uh, the people I represent. And and that's what was reflected in their votes. And Chuck, one one more point, very very interesting coming out of working in in Washington D.C. recently for a Republican member of Congress. Uh, if 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 House Democrats were covered in the press the same way that House Republicans are in the United States Congress uh, and how much we they they are accused of siding only with Donald Trump and standing with the president rather than standing with the people. And that's the accusation. Um, if they were drugged through the media as much as a rank and file member of the United States Congress uh, in, in the House Republican Conference, um, it, it would be un- these 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 folks on the other side of the aisle um, are so beholden to Tom Wolf and to a, a liberal and an increasingly socialist Democrat party that they are willing to do whatever it takes to support him rather than support their constituents. And I think that is something that is not talked about enough, the comparison between how Tom Wolf is in fact governing and how people think that President Donald Trump is governing, which are two different ways, are very, very different. Um, there, there is no intellectual honesty in saying that Tom Wolf uh, has really concern about the individual person. He has proven time and time again that the only thing in his statement yesterday after the vote showed that the only thing that he was happy about was that House enough House Democrats decided to change their vote to keep, keep power within him exclusively. Um, that was the thrust of what he had to say. And frankly, to him, House Democrats and even Senate Democrats are nothing merely than a tool to make sure that they are a check on Republicans taking away his power to solely, unilaterally, and really in a, in a very negative way control the lives of Pennsylvanians, not only through this pandemic, but but even beyond it. And that's not the way it's supposed to work. As you mentioned, the House Republicans and, and, and Senate Republicans as well, as well as House Democrats, have been working together to try to get some bills passed, to try to get some 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 ideas at least to the governor just to to try to drill into his head what is actually happening with the people of Pennsylvania. And one of the things that we always try to do is is get as many votes as possible, be as bipartisan as possible with these bills. And that used to be a, a indicator to the governor to say, hey, you better sign this when when we've got 150 votes, just sign it because it's veto proof. And that's that's kind of a term that's becoming scarily obsolete here, especially when we passed another bill yesterday that really would help out the struggling restaurant industry. Man, they've been hit hard. We've got employees all over the state who are struggling to find work, struggling to make ends meet for their families. And this is a huge industry. What did the bill do? And then what does the vote indicate? Yeah, the bill would uh, allow, which they, they are now currently able to do, but not able to do when the bill was first introduced, go up to 50% capacity uh, and, and then go beyond 50% capacity without having to do anything once the, uh, once the state and federal government says that that is, that is fine. And this, again, would enshrine this in law. It would set the base at 50% capacity regardless of what the governor or the secretary of health have to say, um, which, is, which is, again, provides certainty for business, provides certainty for, for those who are reliant on uh, going to work at these bars and restaurants and taverns every day to earn a living. Um, and, and, and really, it also takes away some of the more ridiculous restrictions that have been put on 
uh, these bars and restaurants, like having to serve alcohol only with food, uh, the, to, to not be able to, to serve alcohol and, or have people sitting in bar areas. Um, you know, these, these, this is where restaurants and those that have liquor licenses really earn their living is, is the sale of alcohol. And, um, and, and to be able to help them survive at 50%, most restaurants are just breaking even. Um, at 25%, they were losing money at an extremely high clip. Uh, you know, there were some estimates that said that as a result of the governor's restrictions, 166,000, uh, if not more, Pennsylvanians would permanently lose their job. Uh, that, that is absolutely ridiculous. There was one uh, House Democrat who stood up on the floor yesterday and said they were voting against the bill because it doesn't raise the minimum wage for tip workers who work at restaurants. Well, that's putting the cart before the horse because you cannot raise the wage of somebody who is unemployed. Uh, you, you, the, the, you, it, it's just they, they are so tied up in an ideology that they are for foc- they're, they're no longer focused on helping people today. Literally, we passed a bill yesterday. The governor today could sign that bill today and, and help restaurants uh, and, these, and the people that rely on them to earn a living get, get back up and running. Uh, and again, this isn't just about the restaurants. This is about the dry cleaners who 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 do the linens and and the uniforms for restaurant workers. This is about the people who supply them. It's about farmers. It's about uh, you know food food vendors. It's about um, you know it's about truck drivers who deliver the supplies. It's about uh, you know the the people who come in and clean the floors. It's about uh, you know it's about people who come in and service the uh, the, the it's stuff. It's literally the, it's the at, food chain. Yeah, it literally is, and that's that's and, and people forget about that. People go, oh, it's just a few bars and restaurants. It's not. There are so many people who are dependent upon this, um, you know, and, 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 and it's just ridiculous that they refuse to see that and they don't want to step up and help. And, and again, it's just, and, and we're talking about an extreme minority of the uh, House Democrat and Senate Democrat caucuses here, uh, and really they're, they're being increasingly led. You know, Governor Tom Wolf is, in, is leading an increasingly diminishing, an ever more diminishing number of House Democrats and Senate Democrats following him literally off the cliff of not helping Pennsylvanians. Um, and that's 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 something Pennsylvanians need to realize is that you know something like sixty uh, percent uh, of of the entire general assembly or the House of Representatives yesterday joined us in trying to override the veto. Forty percent stuck with the governor. Um, yesterday, even more, uh, something like seventy seventy five percent of the House of Representatives voted to support restaurants. Twenty five thirty percent decided to side with the governor. That's we're look, talking about an extreme minority of of House Democrats here that that are that are keeping. Uh, that are giving the governor this power. And as time goes by, that number is diminishing and decreasing with with every decree that is a little bit more draconian, a little bit more grabbing of power that he shouldn't have, taking power away from where it shouldn't be. And I, I can't get away without saying, speaking of power where it shouldn't be, the state Supreme Court, would you like to mention uh, some of their shenanigans? Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, I... I just, just in, just in brief, because there's been some news on this this week, which is, uh, you know, the House House Speaker and House Majority Leader joined with the Senate Pro Tem and the Senate Majority Leader, um, and then you know some people on on the outside in seeking a stay of the Supreme Court's election decisions from last week, um, which would you know basically ensure that Pennsylvania now is in the middle of a possibly weeks long national constitutional uh, controversy related to our election. Um, as we we contemplate further appeals, so we're waiting for that stay to be ruled ruled on. Uh, you know, knowing that it's five two Democrat majority Supreme Court, not entirely optimistic that they're going to stay their own decision. But uh, then we will contemplate other federal appeals related to the stay as we work on uh, an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court on the merits uh, of that case. So uh, much more to come. We are we are going to stand up for voter security. 
We're going to stand up for the integrity of our elections, and we are going to do our best to make sure that uh, that we have election results that are that are accurate, that are reported on time, and that can give people certainty in the election process because people's faith in the in their government is directly related to the faith they have in the election system that that puts them into office. And if they don't have faith in the system, then they don't have faith in their government. Can't wait to hear more about it next week. This has been the Pennsylvania Policy Podcast. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.